The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. The truth shall set you free. All right, everyone. And this show today will certainly do that. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jer, Marie, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I love calling you Jer. Are you okay with that? That's <laughs> not the worst thing I've ever been called. That's... I don't know. It makes me feel like we're closer or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've had a few people call me Jer in my life, yeah. I just like Jer, Mayor. I call, I call you Jer and Mayor. <laughs> Jer, Mayor, and For Burn. Marie. Yeah. Marie. And Burn. Okay. That's right. Burn. <laughs> Jer and Mayor. Well, we always call you Burn. <laughs> I know you guys call me Burn. I love that. You know who started that whole Burn thing was uh, Lexi Brinkley, our former producer from a couple of years back, one of my dear friends. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, raising two babies, two boys right now. Two boys. But uh, it's great to be here. Are you glad to be here? I know I am. I am. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be cool. It is going to be cool. And so let me tell you what we're talking about today. Uh, Is the end near for water fluoridation in America? Uh, We're going to cover this this article that was written by Leo Cashman, fluoride on trial, uh, and that we need to reform. We need... We need the law to change. We really do. So let me introduce Leo Cashman. He is the executive director of DAMS, that's D-A-M-S, Inc., a nonprofit organization that educates the public on mercury-free and non-toxic dental alternatives. He is also co-founder and treasurer of the National Health Freedom Coalition, whose mission is to promote access to all health care information, services, treatments, and products that the people deem beneficial for their own health and survival. Leo is a co-founder and officer for both the Minnesota Natural Health Coalition and the Minnesota Natural Health Legal Reform Project. Uh, His website or their website is nationalhealthfreedom.org. That's nationalhealthfreedom.org or D-A-M-S. Their website is uh, A-M-A-L, amalgam.org. That's A-M-A-L-G-A-M, amalgam.org. A pleasure and an honor to have you with us, Mr. Cashman. Leo, welcome to One Life Radio. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked yesterday at length, and uh, and so we're going to talk again here today, uh, just like we're having a conversation like we did yesterday at my yeah. kitchen table. And we both agree, and many people out there listening agree, that the American government has failed the American people. Uh, fluoride on trial is our topic today, as I said. Leo, uh, there has been a major announcement recently regarding a court case against the EPA brought on by the Florida Action Network, or FAN. Uh, in fact, the founder, or one of the founders, was on the show back Back in August, uh, Paul Conant, uh, August the 12th of last year, he was on the show. But let's talk about yeah. this. So why is FAN suing the EPA, and why does the EPA continue to try to delay the trial? And, and the reason uh, FAN sued the FDA was uh, the FDA would not recognize the science that has come out showing that uh, fluoride is harming the brains of children in America, <clears throat> and so there's some pretty 
serious uh, scientific findings that uh, <clears throat> the uh, children in fluoridated areas are suffering from lower intelligence, lower IQs on <clears throat> tests of intelligence. Uh, they, there's also evidence that the incidence of ADHD <clears throat> is tripled in fluoridated communities compared with non-fluoridated communities. And ADHD is the most common neurological disorder in children in our country. Mm -hmm. So this is a very serious finding. And I suppose you could say it's embarrassing to the EPA and to the public health uh, service, uh, which is separate from the EPA. And so uh, I think they want to keep their cover-up going. They don't want to admit that they seriously got the science wrong and failed to pr protect the American public. And so they keep uh, digging in with claiming that they can't see the science that mm -hmm. all, the, all the scientific community sees. <clears throat> and the Fluoride Action Network has been a nonprofit that specializes in the fluoride issue, and it really... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, could not find normal direct ways of getting the EPA to change. So it turned to the courts to try to uh, make the case to in court that fluoride is harming children's brains and uh, get a judge's, judge's order, a court order, to uh, have the EPA shape up and uh, change the rules regarding fluoride. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and the EPA is part of the NIH. Isn't that what you we discussed yesterday, the National Institute of Health, which, uh, you know, has a lot of people didn't know what that was before COVID, but they were very uh, involved in the whole, you know, uh, pandemic uh, uh, mandates and just all, all the decisions that were made along with well, the CDC me, and the FDA, right? Yeah, let me correct that a little bit. The, the EPA is not a part of the NIH. Uh, it's not even part of the Health and Human Services uh, it is a separate cabinet agency, EPA, but uh, it it also uh, EPA promotes and, and supports water fluoridation, and so do the many many agencies within Health and Human Services, uh, and and so there's a, a collection of nine of those agencies, including the FDA, the NIH and the CDC, uh, which make up the Public Health Service. Mm -hmm. And Public Health Service has, since 1962, uh, had a policy of promoting water fluoridation as much as possible uh, throughout America. Yeah. And the mandates, the mandates come uh, not federally, but the mandates or the decisions to fluoridate the water come from uh, water districts, and in, in about 13 states, <clears throat> the states themselves mandate water fluoridation for all water districts within, the, within the, that uh, state. <clears throat> so the, the mandates are, are coming in a more decentralized way, but the policies are supported by these powerful federal agencies and I think it's fair to say that the change uh, should best come from the federal agencies, which are mm -hmm. uh, promoting it. They're, they're, they, you know, there's all the credibility. 
of uh, big, big federal agencies and all the big money behind it and the media mm-hmm. attention that these federal agencies get. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. anyway, I just wanted to clarify the yeah, landscape I'm glad you did. Of, of who's doing what. Well, so it's ultimately decided city by city, right? Um, or state by state and then city by city. I know here when we reported yeah. with Paul Conant, I, I remember uh, Marie Early actually finding this, that it's it, very interesting. So there's yeah. three places in Dallas and the Dallas area that do not fluoridate their water. And uh-huh. they just coincidentally happen to be in the most elite parts of town, being Highland Park, Park Cities, and the Turtle Creek area do not fluoridate their water. Well, they must know something that other people do or they somehow uh, got through to that city or that township or that, you know, I don't know, Park City, uh, she's looking it up right now. Oh. Go ahead, Marie. What do oh, you no, find? it just says it's just a list. You can go on, um, I'm at nccd.cdc.gov, and you can look up your county or your state, uh-huh. and it'll tell you all the different areas and if it's fluoridated and how much. And yes. Turtle Creek is the one that popped up that's not. Oh, that, oh okay. Uh, not not Park Cities in Highland Park? I thought well, we said I'm all three. Well, I'm not. Oh, I'm, okay. I can't see the full okay. list. Well, you know, the, when people are like, well, what's all this fuss about fluoride? So let's let's regroup here and let's go back to this. So, Leo, let's start with this. What is fluoride or sodium fluoride <laughs> derived from and how is it made? Well, as you probably know, uh, fluorine is uh, an element that you, you, you see in the periodic table, and it's one of the halogen elements. Uh, halogen means, the word means salt forming, and uh, so you can form a salt with sodium. It's called sodium fluoride. Uh, very poisonous, uh, very much uh, an industrial pollutant that has to be, um, and uh, uh, so, you know, it, it forms salts with potassium and calcium and, and so on and so forth. And when it's in that compound form, we call the fluorine half of, of the compound fluoride. So it's just fluoride means you have fluorine present in combination with some element like sodium or calcium or potassium or uh, something something else. Okay. And so that's that's what fluorides are. They are, uh, environmentally speaking, they are pollutants. The fluoride compounds are uh, among the greatest air pollutants in our country. Wow. So you have steel mills, uh, cement factories, uh, phosphate fertilizer plants, and all sorts of heavy industry putting out fluoride pollution, uh, but it doesn't get much discussion because of the myth that a little bit of fluoride is just what you need for healthy teeth. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so the polluters benefit from this fluoride myth sort of greenwashing the image of fluoride, which is really a very serious environmental pollutant. Yeah. Uh, it also ends up in uh, the food chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is found in many pharmaceutical drugs something like uh, 8% of all pharmaceutical drugs have fluorine in them, and so they give off some fluoride effects, which are usually not very well studied Mm -hmm. as a separate issue. So there are a lot of players in, uh, in the fluoride issue, 
And as you probably know, it's found in most toothpastes. Mm-hmm. And there it is, usually in oh. the form of sodium fluoride. And uh, that is a poison. And those toothpastes now have to carry a poison control warning on the toothpaste label. Yeah. Uh, although you... they don't explain very well that the reason they have a poison control warning is because you have in your hands uh, a toothpaste with a poison in it called sodium fluoride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh gosh, some of the stuff we're going to get into here, I want everyone to know that we're going to do a two-part, maybe even a three-part series on this because there's so much to know about it. We are just scratching the surface, and we're going to go through it slowly so you don't miss anything. And if you miss the broadcast or you have to get out of your car, don't worry. You can listen to the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or any of your favorite podcast app. But we must go to break. Stay tuned. Uh, More coming up with Leo Cashman. We are talking about fluoride on trial. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. <laughs> In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Leo Cashman. Uh, We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. If you're just now joining us, Leo Cashman is executive director of DAMS, Inc., that's D-A-M-S, a nonprofit organization that educates the public on mercury-free and non-toxic dental alternatives. Leo is also the co-founder and officer for both the Minnesota Natural Health Coalition and the Minnesota Natural Health Legal Reform Project. You can find him uh, at the website National Freedom excuse me, nationalhealthfreedom.org. That's nationalhealthfreedom.org or DAMS website is uh, amalgam. I always have trouble pronouncing this word. Amalgam.org. Amalgam.org. That's A-M-A-L-G-A-M. Okay, we're talking about uh, it, it is the end near for water fluoridation in America. Fluoride on trial, which is an article that was released from the National Health Freedom Coalition. And so uh, with the EPA uh, delaying using delay tactics, uh, a federal judge moves ahead with a trial that may end water fluoridation in America. But I want to get very elementary here for a moment, Leo, if we can. And let's explain to everyone what is fluoride 
and why did we start mining it? What began this whole thing? Where did it come from, and why? <laughs> <clears throat> well, we were, we were saying before the break that it is a very important element in industry and, and uh, ends up being a pollutant. It's chemically a very active element and used in a lot of industrial processes. Uh, and uh, in the 1940s, <clears throat> it was... Uh, uh, part of the atomic bomb project. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, if what oh. they what they were. Do you want me to go into that yeah, aspect? Yeah, I do. Of it? Yeah, because okay. so it was. It was. We know that. It, okay, so uh, it was first introduced uh, into our drinking water. Uh, that was one of my questions. And what is the yes. history, starting with Nazi Germany in 1942? Yes, uh, and and so yeah, there's the sort of the uh, World War II part of the story. And and then the American story, it's kind of shifted over to America where uh, fluoridation was embraced for really secretive and wrong reasons. Uh, but actually, uh, both the Russian gulag camps for their prisoners and also the Nazi prison camps used fluoride to affect the minds and, and the brains of their prisoners and made them more submissive to their captors. They lost their desire to escape, and so it made them more submissive. <clears throat> and this information was, uh, was, was learned by the Americans uh, after World War II was over, and there was a chemist named Char Charles Elliot Perkins who went over to Germany, and uh, he was... Uh, actually told by German generals about their use of fluoridation on prisoners of war uh, to affect the, the brains and the behavior of the prisoners. And he wrote an expose uh, in 1952. It was published about the fluoride issue, very critical of fluoride uh, because of its harmful effects on uh, the brain and on uh, the bones and connective tissue and the thyroid and so on. But he, he said uh, the use of fluoridation in America has nothing to do with uh, preventing tooth decay. It was done because of its uh, ability to make people more submissive mm. and to affect a part of the brain that um, involve the, the independence of mind of the, the individual person. <clears throat> so uh, that is a very, very suppressed book. <clears throat> there is not a single bookstore or library in America that has that book. Mm. And <clears throat> so it's wow. uh, something the media does not want us to know anything about. Uh, and... Uh, it should be a big red flag to those of us who value our freedom in America <clears throat> because they knew, they knew the truth. And when uh, the first uh, um, comparative studies were done between Kingston, New York, and uh, uh, a comparable uh, city, Newburgh, uh, the, the fluoridated people uh, had different personality effects on them compared, you know, the children compared with the, the ones in the non-fluoridated city. And so the, that, those, those differences in personality 
were never revealed by mm-hmm. those who studied that comparison. And uh, But they're very interested in that because, uh, honestly, I think the, the mind control agenda was pretty major. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul Conant never really wanted to delve into that yeah. because, you know, it's distant past. It's 80 years back in history. And uh, people, right. you know, who are involved in that, they're all dead now. Right. Uh, but it's Harold, relevant. <laughs> Harold, yeah. And, and but let's go to the American side of it. Okay. And uh, fluoride was, was needed for uranium isotope separation. And as you may know, uranium has two isotopes. And uh, there's U-235 and U-238, which is a little heavier and they did the isotope separation using uh, uranium hexafluoride gas. And uh, hexafluoride has six fluoride atoms around the uranium atom. And uh, so they spun that gas around in a centrifuge and separated out the heavier isotope from the lighter one so they could use the U-235 in the bomb they were developing. Uh, now, the reason this ties in uh, to, uh, you know, the plot we have here is they had a big accident at the DuPont plant in Deepwater, New Jersey, and I think the year was 1942. <clears throat> the war was still on, and <clears throat> the uh, fluoride is uh, a pollutant, and it rained, and brought the rain brought down fluoride to the crops around there, and the peach crop and the, the strawberry crops were poisoned. Mm. Uh, horses were mm, poisoned, and people who ate the produce were vomiting all night long after they got all that fluoride exposure. Mm. Uh, so there was a panic around that part of New Jersey about... Uh, you know, the fluoride that was being processed at that DuPont plant. And Harold Hodge, who was uh, a um, Ph.D. supposed expert on fluoride, uh, put out a memo to the others saying, would, not, would it not be uh, helpful to have a, uh, a campaign telling the people that a little bit of fluoride is very good for children's teeth? So that memo really gave the fluoride myth some traction, and the Department of War and the Bomb Project people and the Department of Agriculture and DuPont people met behind closed doors, and they all agreed to push the fluoridation myth, and they knew it was a myth right then and there, and it was done to uh, supposedly out of patriotic fervor to keep Mm -hmm. the Palm Project going and not slow it down with lawsuits and concerns about the damage fluoride uh, can do to people in nearby communities. And so we had this big cover-up, and then it went on from there. I think they, some of them probably knew what the Nazis knew about brain effects and they had their eye on that secretly, uh, and so we had this whole uh, cover-up going, where uh, there was different agendas playing out. The fluoride polluters 
wanted uh, to greenwash their their pollutants, their poison fluoride, and uh, and then the sugar industry uh, wanted uh, fluoride to be seen as the savior of us from tooth decay, mm-hmm. and it would take the focus off of sugar, which is really more the real culprit in causing tooth decay. Mm. <laughs> and so, yeah, there were different d- different agendas playing out, and then uh, we got into using fluoride in toothpaste that really, really kicked in in the 1950s with Colgate and Crest uh, toothpaste fluoridated, and that was wonderful and great. Well, they're using a, a poison to kill germs in your mouth, and yes, it's very, very powerful at killing germs, but it is certainly an unwise kind of uh, poison to be using in your mouth to kill some germs just for uh, the sake of uh, uh, having a a germ-free mouth. Mm -hmm. And there are much, much safer, better ways to do it, which is why we informed people use uh, fluoride-free toothpaste and and non-toxic ingredients in our toothpaste. Unbelievable, really unbelievable. You know, uh, while I was listening to you speak, I picked up my phone and I just kind of Googled uh, DuPont. I was trying to find the name of the of uh, the Mr. DuPont, <laughs> the head of the family from, uh, you know, from back in the day, you know, the, what, what, like, you know, like Andrew Carnegie and all these people. Yeah. He was very famous. I think it was a, I think it was a Pierre DuPont. Okay, Pierre DuPont. Yeah. And so I was trying yeah. to find him because if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading something about him and I could be completely out of line here, but I believe that it was the DuPont family that also was involved in eugenics. <coughs> I don't know. Oh, I, don't I have to go. No, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't know that much about them. I'll have to dig for I that. I do know that, that they and Dow Chemicals have been the two biggest polluters in the chemical in industry and they are now merged so it's yeah. now Dow with DuPont and uh, yeah they're part of the ruling elite really yes yes uh, that that you know kind of uh behind the scenes uh mm-hmm. sets governmental policies and and uh you know they are big contractors big I'm money. sure with the government Big in cloud. many ways, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're one of the world's largest producers of chemicals, and it says, and science-based products headquartered in Wilmington, Delaware. DuPont yeah. is responsible for developing innovative materials such as Teflon, Mylar, Dacron, Lycra, and Orlon. Well, we know what Teflon does. It kills you, too. So, you know. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's a fluoridated that has, <laughs> that has fluorine in it. So, oh, know, my gosh. And, 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 and there, are, there are other things used by the uh, textile industry, uh, you know, the wrinkle-resistant things. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of uh, fluoride in uh, various applications. And, uh, you know, it's shockingly high in uh-huh. the food chain. Uh, there's there's a, a, a fellow named Jeff Green who wrote a wonderful article on fluoride in the food Years ago, I mean, this is you know a lot of this oh, information yeah. has been around, well, and you know they they say well well if water is above four parts per million, that's illegal, and you start you really do have to do something about your tap water if yes. it's that high. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff Green, you know, uh, and others have tested the water, 
and it might be 40 parts per million in the cabbage or other vegetables. It's, it's in the apple juices, it's high. And the reason it's in the grapes and in the apple juices that are from certain parts of California, the uh, grapes, is they, there's an insecticide called cryolite, which uh, has fluoride in it, and they use it to kill a certain insect. Oh, and boy. so you end up with these cryolite mm. residues mm. in the commercially grown grapes. Wow. And then it ends up in the grape juice, and your little child drinking that grape juice, thinking that's a healthy thing to drink, ends up with quite a bit of fluoride impact. And children have been fluoride poisoned just by drinking that grape juice on a regular basis. Yeah, we're going to get into that because that's some fascinating stuff that you told me yesterday about the parts per million that is uh, deadly and all of that. We have to go to break, though. We'll go. We're coming right back. We're going to go right to it. Everyone, stay tuned. More coming up with Leo Cashman and One Life Radio. Stay tuned. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Marie and Leo Cashman. Uh, Leo Cashman is the executive director of DAMS, that's D-A-M-S, Inc., a nonprofit organization that educates the public on mercury-free and non-toxic dental alternatives. He is also co-founder and treasurer of the National Health Freedom Coalition, whose mission is to promote access to all healthcare information, services, treatments, and products that the people deem beneficial for their own health and survival. Leo is also a co-founder and officer for both the Minnesota Natural Health Coalition and the Minnesota Natural Health uh, Legal Reform Project. You can find Leo at nationalhealthfreedom.org. That's nationalhealthfreedom.org. Or the DAMS website is amalgama, <laughs> amalgam.org. <laughs> I always have trouble with that word and a lot of yeah. other words, you know. But uh, but we're here, and this is an incredible discussion we're talking about. Is the end near uh, for water fluoridation in America? That fluoride is on trial, and we need reform. So right before the break, we were talking about how poisonous fluoride is. And yesterday you were talking, about the, you know, just to, even getting a little bit on your skin is enough to kill you within a matter of minutes. Yeah. Can you just go into that dissertation uh, uh, and information to share with our listeners? I talked to a guy years ago named Joe Walls, and this actually happened to him. It happened to him. It would He would have died uh, if he hadn't gotten to a hospital and had emergency care. 
he was working in a in a, a water uh, treatment facility, and uh, there was a leak, and some fluoridated water, uh, some of the highly concentrated stuff, leaked out and sprayed for a few seconds on his skin, and he didn't think too much about it. Uh, but he was at the end of his work day, and he uh, took a quick shower, and he went into his car and was driving home and did not feel good, and he stopped at a hospital, and they saved his life because what happens is the fluoride gets into your blood, and it combines with calcium enough that your heart stops beating. Wow. And so he was totally disabled. He's not an old guy either. I think he was probably in his 40s when I mm -hmm. talked to him on the phone. And uh, he was involved in a lawsuit against the employer uh, for the harm that happened to him. And the expert witness was Phyllis Mullinex, oh, a great yeah. fluoride researcher who published a landmark study in 1995 that fluoride is harmful to the brains and behavior of those test animals, which were rats. Mm -hmm. And she, she was blackballed, never got another dime of federal funding for her very important research, and uh, she ended up uh, making a living as an expert witness in these lawsuits against the uh, people who, uh, the employers or uh, other guilty parties for for causing them to be fluoride poisoned. So that was, uh, I learned about Joe Walls from Phyllis Mullinex. She and I talked uh, off and on, and I learned from the greatest scientists in the world at the time uh, about the fluoride issue and wrote uh, a big article about it in 1997. And I, then I kept learning, and I, and I, and she says, here's a guy you can talk to, Joe Walls. And so he was uh, disabled. He was unable to work. Uh, it absolutely uh, harmed his health. And so a few moments of fluoride poisoning from a, a, a leak like that changed his life. Uh, what is the product they're using when they, when they fluoridate the water? is hazardous industrial waste from phosphate fertilizer plants. Mm -hmm. And they are owned by a company called Mosaic, uh, and it's based here in Minnesota, where I live. And it is a publicly traded company uh, with billions of dollars in revenue every year, around mm -hmm. $17 billion, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, they own a whole lot of phosphate fertilizer plants in Florida, and they're big polluters. And they have uh, very heavy-duty acidic fluoride waste that they capture in their air pollution control equipment, and they have to keep it out of the nearby river or the bay, can't put it out in the environment. So they manage to dispose of it by selling it to chemical companies that sell it to waterworks uh, districts to put it in our water so we drink it. Wow. So we keep it out of the environment by drinking it. Yeah. Marie, raised her hand. She wants to say something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't understand how it can 
burn someone or kill someone, but we're all drinking it. So how and, does that work? And putting it on our children's <laughs> teeth. <laughs> how can well, we be drinking this poison that every, comes from every, fertilizer? Every environmentalist will tell you dilution of pollution is not the solution. <laughs> and yet yeah. that's exactly what they're doing. They're getting away with it because they're diluting it. And they all agree that if you have a more have a heavy concentration, it is very, very poisonous, and it can kill you. Mm-hmm. Do you know that it, <clears throat> what sodium fluoride was used for in the 1930s? Rat poison. Mm. And, and as was used as an insecticide, and it worked very well. Wow. The, the, but uh, after the 1930s, and they got into a different mindset in the 1940s where, hey, you know, let's put a little bit in the water and affect people's brains and tell them it's good for the children's teeth. You know, they, they, they said, well, we, we can't keep using it as a rat poison then. We mm-hmm. have to rebrand it as wow. a benefit. And so it, it, going into the water is supposed to be helping prevent children's tooth, tooth decay. And then they started using it in the toothpaste and they used it in fluoride rinses. And as we discussed, I think uh, they also use it in fluoride varnishes that they paint on little children's teeth. Yeah. And it just, you know, supposedly prevents tooth decay that way. But would you use a lead or an arsenic varnish to do that? Uh, fluoride is more toxic as an element than lead is, not quite as toxic as arsenic. Mm-hmm. And the children end up ingesting uh, a lot of that, and they can get that fluoride varnish painted again on their teeth. And that, that is at something like two, 22,500 parts per million. So we're fighting fluoride in the water at 0.7 parts per million. This varnish that they paint on the children's teeth is 22,500. And, you know, the fluoride gel treatments are about 10,000 parts per million. So they're, they're playing around with some very, very heavy exposures to fluoride and uh, that's not okay. These are assaults on our children's health and really very, very harmful to our, uh, everyone's health because uh, as, an, as accumulative poison, the fluoride is accumulating in the bones and the connective tissue and accelerating the aging process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's causing arthritic problems. And at the higher concentrations, it will cause skeletal fluorosis, and that's uh, very severe arthritic problems. Uh, and it, it's harmful to the thyroid function, uh, extremely harmful. It's harmful to the kidneys, uh, and of course, as we said, uh, harmful to the brains and the intelligence of children and and everyone really it's it impacts people throughout life uh and then uh, we have a study from 1998 that i think we talked about yesterday uh indicating it increases the uptake of aluminum yes and you know the what brain, yes into the but brain we're... and <laughs> so there's a synergy meaning each poison harms the uh, increases the consequences of the other one 
And uh, so it increases the uptake of aluminum into the brain. And when you have a, a, a aluminum plus a fluoride exposure, uh, the animal study that was published in 1998 indicated pathologies that looked just like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. pathologies, brain pathologies. Mm-hmm. So that uh, was a, 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 a flashing red light indicating that the presence of fluoride in our environment and in our water, along with the unwise use of aluminum in vaccines, is uh, contributing to the growing Alzheimer's incidence. And yeah. Alzheimer's is the fastest growing cause of death in America. Yeah. I mean, the CDC will tell you that. Mm-hmm. It's the, I mean, it's a huge problem, it and is. everybody knows an older person who has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. you know, is, 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 is spending those twilight years not enjoying them, but, you know, with losing memory and losing cognitive function in a rather uh, serious way. And, and I don't think that's the way any of us want to spend no. our final years. No, and there's so, mu- there's so much more to know. Uh, we need to go yeah. to break. We will be right back, okay. though. Stay tuned, everyone. More coming up with Leo Cashman. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Hey, everyone. I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotics. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care, her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everybody, are you ready? (laughs) Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Leo Cashman. We are continuing our conversation about fluoride being on trial. So much I want to talk about with you, Uh, 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 Leo. We only have a couple more minutes one of the things that I wanted to uh, clean, clean up, for lack of a better, or clear sure. up, is when we were talking yesterday, and I want people to understand this, there were some lawsuits um, from children, children dying uh, from swallowing uh, lethal doses of uh, fluoride in a dental office, right? Isn't right. that what you said? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> there was a case of uh, little Bobby Kennerly, as I recall his name, he was a ch- uh, in Brooklyn, New York, and like so many children, he was at the dental office uh, getting a fluoride gel treatment, and they paint that uh, on the teeth, and, uh, you, you know, they hold it there for, I guess, 10 minutes. It, mm-hmm. it never was done to me 
fortunately, as a child. But uh, <clears throat> and then uh, they're supposed to. Uh, there's they're not supposed to swallow it. They're supposed to uh, rinse it and spit it out. And the right. nurse or whoever she was uh, who was supposed to tell him that was distracted and talking to someone else, and he swallowed it. <clears throat> and there was a uh, medical facility in the same building, and they said, well, uh, maybe we better go and check in with them. And <clears throat> so he went up to that other floor, and they did not get him in right away. And he went unconscious. They probably thought he just fell asleep, and he died that day wow. Wow. from fluoride poisoning. Wow. And so, so and there was a lawsuit. Wow. Now, uh, how many parents, before they are given, <clears throat> uh, their child is given this kind of a fluoride treatment, are told, you know, if he if he swallows this stuff, he he might die. You know, I think parents would hesitate, don't you? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. this is this is the kind of things things that you learn, you know, when you follow this issue over time. Uh, and I've read all the major books on fluoride, uh, and, and you know, and it, it's a great subject. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very tragic for our society, for our country, that this is going on and on. <clears throat> and to me, it's an indication of corruption in our government. You think? That it, <laughs> it, uh, you know, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> say, hey, I think there's some corruption out there. There's a long uh, list, uh, Leo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some corruption out there, some conflicts of interest, maybe some big money playing a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want people to be thinking about fluoride. A lot of the anesthetics, uh, if, you, if you go for a general anesthetic, most of them uh, are fluorinated. There's, so there's some fluoride really? issues there. Prozac, Paxil, those are fluorinated drugs. Uh, there's a whole category of antibiotics called the fluoroquinolones, which are probably the worst drugs out there. And that's saying something because they, they have uh, black box warnings from the FDA. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like Cipro. You ever heard of Cipro? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't take Cipro. It's, it's killed a, people, it's a, right? It's a disgustingly dangerous fluorinated drug, and there's a whole movement of victims of Cipro to alert no. them. Don't, what, it, you know. what is it for? Oh, I, you, know what? I, I, you know what's funny? You're bringing this up because I just had a flashback. And so I was, I was given that. It's an antibiotic, right? It was a new antibiotic yeah. that came out about 20 years ago because I'm severely allergic to antibiotics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And right. so they gave it to me. And I, after the, and I remember the warning on the box that said, if you start to feel weird, could stop taking it. And after yeah. the second pill, I started feeling incredibly weird. And I was like, oh, my God. And I quit taking it. But, yeah, that's so well, crazy. I haven't, <clears throat> even, I haven't even remembered that in 20 years. Yeah. Well, what they don't tell you in the black box warning is that all of the symptoms can come crashing down on you at once, and, and they call that being floxed, and the people that that happens to are called floxies, and they have their own support group. Wow. But this is an extremely dangerous <clears throat> uh, and a 
antibiotics. They should have been banned, and uh, they're given for UTIs, u- urinary tract infections. Yeah, that I think quite that was, often, all, yeah. all kinds of other things, and they're cheap. They're they gave them to cheap. me for mine when I was being treated. Really? Yeah. yeah. So wow. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, that's, you know, so who wants to cover up the fluoride problem? Well, I think big pharma is pretty high on the list. They've got some horrible, horrible fluoride drugs out there that are very, very harmful and uh, really should be not on the market. So the FDA is definitely a culprit in the fluoride saga, and the CDC is supposed to be the big watchdog for our our health and, and, and say, oh, be careful, don't do this, don't do that, it's harmful. But instead they're promoting fluoridation and all kinds of other things that we don't need to go into here uh, that are not even good for us and not even safe. Wow. So the CDC is corrupt. And then you have the state health departments, which are largely trained and funded by the CDC. So the corruption filters down from the big federal agency down to every health department in every state. And then it filters down from there to the city and county health departments. So you get multi-layers of corrupt influence and misinformation going throughout our entire society. Mm. <clears throat> wow. Unbelievable. I don't even know what to say, except that if my father uh, was here, he would say those dirty uh, B-A-S-T-A-R-D-S is what my father would say. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of what we need. Is unbelievable. What we need is, is a sense of indignation about what's happening in our country. And they couldn't do it without the media covering it up, too. Oh, yeah. And, no, I know. <clears throat> Yeah, what were you going to... Oh, well, Leah, what what kind of water do you drink? There's the music. Oh, you got to come back sooner rather oh. than later. We'll clear a spot on the schedule. Oh, but yeah, okay. we got to talk about the water. I use a Berkey uh, filter system yeah. with the f- actual filters to get the fluoride out of my water. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, and w- quality spring water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. We got to get detail. you back sooner okay. rather than later. Okay, okay. thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm saluting you over the airways. You can't see it. I am saluting you for all of your hard work. Leo Cashman, everyone, go to nationalhealthfreedom.org and reclaim our health here in America. I've had enough. Those dirty, you know what. Oh, boy. We'll talk to you tomorrow.